Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Seattle to Unknown. I am Melinda. And I'm Sarah. And we are still a travel podcast. I don't know if we're friendly. Uh, I mean, more so than some, but that just doesn't have the same ring to it. We're more so than some friendly. We are, that's, no, that's not how that (laughs) sentence works. Yeah, it totally is. It's perfect. You grammar real good. Perfect. Perfect. Anyways, we are a travel podcast talking about travel-y things and travel-y related things. Most times. Like 75% of the time. And some tangents that are not really related to anything. 25% of the time. Yeah, give or take. More so than some. (laughs) We're the more so than some (laughs) travel podcast. I nailed that. I don't know what you want. Nailed it. Exactly. Oh, you should go on Nailed It. You would be so entertaining. I have no idea what that is, and I don't really care. It's a baking show for people who can't bake. But I can bake. Every time they unveil their creations, they shout Nailed It. And you know what? They didn't. They didn't nail it. Nope. Mm -mm. But I can bake, so doesn't that defeat the purpose? Uh, Can you make 3D dinosaur cakes that are photorealistic? Why would I want to do that? Uh, Because if you win, you get $10,000. That's like way too much effort. Cakes don't have to be that complicated. Well, if you take a look at their completed projects, I can confirm they didn't put in that much effort. Oh, okay. I can (laughs) half-ass it. It's fine. And that right there is an example of that 25% tangent. Brought to you by Sarah. Yeah, they're usually brought to you by me. Just my brain misfiring in a million different directions at once. So, cocktails? Why, yes. It's not a full-on cocktail, but it's pretty damn tasty. Um, I have a crush. A grapefruit crush. I didn't know they still made crush. At least not in other flavors. They have a whole bunch, but uh, the grapefruit one is uh, a new flavor that's coming out. It's actually really good. Is Grapefruit Crush a Pepsi product, whereas Squirt is Coke? I think Squirt is Columbia. It is? I didn't know there was a Columbia anything. Is that the Dark Horse? Uh, that also implies that they're actually, like, good. (laughs) Oh, I like Squirt. Squirt is yummy. I like Squirt, but this tastes like the Grapefruit Slice candies. Ooh. Yeah, so it's different and really tasty. Interesting. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. And I'm sure it'd be good as a mi- like as a mixer, but I'm just drinking it plain. Apparently, Squirt is owned by Dr. Pepper. Oh, then it's Cadbury, I think. It says Keurig. Oh, shoot. That's right. They just got bought out. I knew that. I know way too much about the pop world now. <laughs> that's a fun facet of your personality you never knew you'd have. Yeah, but I got a sweet pullover out of it, so I'm not all mad. <laughs> No. The things you learn. But see, ah, the problem is we both like have a grocery background. We know a lot of the same people and it's just kind of ridiculous. And when you say both, you mean yourself and your imaginary friend? Um, the very real boyfriend? It's okay. You can be open with us. We know about Bobby. I'm sorry. Please don't friend. bring your imaginary friends into my world. <laughs> I never had an imaginary friend. I thought kids were supposed to have one, so I made one up. But I was well aware he was not there, and it was very performative and strange. I did none of that. I had real friends. Real friends that I didn't necessarily like either. But that's- Hello, I'm right here. (laughs) Too soon? 
But you know what? I think this is actually very timely for the subject we're going to talk about today. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, geez, I think I will listen to this episode after it's done, take some pointers, and uh, I will be reassessing this travel relationship. Oh, this is brilliant. I love this. Okay. (laughs) So you're drinking grapefruit drink. Grapefruit crush. Grapefruit crush. I just want to call it squirt. It's Um, not. It's it's better. It's better than squirt. It doesn't have like the weird aftertaste. Ew, did you pee in a bottle? <laughs> Maybe. That's exactly what that looks like, especially when you holding it up and examining it like that. Oh, so, God. Uh, Why is there like <laughs> sediment? You might need to go back I was just to the about doctor. To say that. I, my drink for this week is the old reliable Apple Shorla, which we talked about on another episode. It's basically like a carbonated apple juice and the one i got this time is not the usual one i get it's like an organic whatever but i realized after i got it home it's the gas stations brand because i didn't have a drink and today is a national holiday in germany so i ran to the gas station picked out a few things saw the apple juice and thought sure that'll be it but as melinda pointed out i just picked it up and realized that there absolutely is a sediment at the bottom it's really thick oh and my gross Ew, it looks like there's clay in there yeah it really does apparently i've never had like an organic version of apple shorla so i've never seen it with sediment in the bottom and i never thought to give it a shake so these last few swigs of it is gonna be real chunky what's the national holiday uh reunification day it's the anniversary of the two germanys becoming one when to become one it's you day it's like Firefly. It's they had you sure. day. It was Unification Day. I'm just going to nod and smile on that one because I don't remember anything about that show. Oh my gosh, I love that show so much. Firefly, check it out. It might be on Netflix still. I'm not sure. Netflix takes away everything that's good. Yes, it does. Yeah. Any updates for you? Uh, My dog is sick. He'll be fine, but it's been rather unpleasant living with him for the last couple days. Wow. Poor guy, he's sick and you're not enjoying time together. Well, it's really, really hard to enjoy spending time with anyone who is basically a poop fountain. Yeah, after we recorded, we've recorded two episodes this week. And after the last recording, like for the last five minutes solid, he was just being so baleful and like moaning and crying. And like normally when he barks to interrupt the show, it's angry, hey, give me attention barking. But this time it was, I'm kind of scared. Something's and, uh, wrong with my butt. I don't think this is right. This is not how I should feel. And so I immediately like, I said, okay, we're done. Slammed my laptop shut, ran to the door to leash him up. And we didn't even make it out into the hall fully before he started pooping. <sighs> Poor baby. He's not feeling so good. It's gotten much better, but he's clearly not fully back to himself it's been a lot of extra walks the night we recorded we had to go on six walks between 10 p.m and 5 a.m for a dog that normally gets two to three walks during an entire day so i think that day in total was nine walks he's just got an upset tummy poor boy poor moosey we wish you a, a speedy recovery with much less pooping in your future just like the normal amount not like the ridiculous crazy amount Yeah, I'd be good going down to one time a day again. Still three walks, but like one poop a day would be great. 
Well, now that we know all about her dog's pooping habits. <laughs> You're welcome. Shall we do news? What was your update? My update is that my broken work schedule really broke me. And that sounds fun. Yeah, I was up for like way too many hours the other day. I was up at 4.45 a.m. at a two and a half hour nap before going back to work. And then I was up until like 8.30 the next morning, slept for a little bit, and then got back up because I have to have like some getting back on track. E. Yeah, that was like, everybody's like, you look a little haggard. I'm like, I've been up. Don't talk to me about this. <laughs> like, wow, why are you mean mugging me? And I'm like, nope, just my face right now. <laughs> it is stuck this way. Until I, I get some sleep. Yeah, it was, that was hard. That was a long freaking day. Yikes. Yeah. So now I have to try and get back on an, a normal schedule. E. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. People talk a lot of shit about nine to five jobs, but that sounds way worse. It, yeah. It was just really screwy because of a conference call. If it was just the overnight shift, it wouldn't have been so bad. But the fact that I had an early morning conference call, that just set everything mm -mm. up for disaster. And for someone who no, doesn't thank sleep you. well to begin with, nope. There's <laughs> just bad news bears right there. Well, that doesn't sound super pleasant, but you're getting back to a regular schedule. By regular schedule, I mean my regular messed up schedule, not like the super messed up schedule. Oh, good. That sounds yeah. hopeful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel a lot better today than I did the past two days from that. It's like, I just well. feel like a, a walking trash bag. Oh. Yeah. We would With be great really friends, bitchy though, face. I'm the trash panda and you're the trash bag. That's like soulmate <laughs> stuff right there. We'll talk about that. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> fine uh do you have a, a new story for us this time i do my story is about a woman once upon in, a time once upon a time in london town is that really so where this there takes place a, it does i mean okay. i don't think they call it london town but yeah in london there was a woman named Haley king who ran a travel agency called around the world travel and she was sort of known for giving really incredibly good deals. Her travel agency opened. Do, 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 do. Uh, I'm not finding where it says that. I know I read it. At some point it opened. Okay, go on. It opened, let's say, five-ish years ago. And initially her customers were getting really, really good cut rate deals on their trips. And everything was wonderful. And they spread the word like you should really book with Haley because she knows what she's doing she will get you the best deal well cut to easter of this year and some of her customers were noticing you know what my flights appear to be canceled or Ooh. their flights weren't canceled but they arrive and there's no hotel for them oh no well uh let's how should we put it? Haley King was essentially the Bernie Madoff of travel agencies. Oh, shit. Her customers, aside from the first, maybe however long, first batch of customers, were getting good deals because the people putting down payments for trips after them were paying for their vacation. Because pyramid, Ponzi scheme, whatever you want to call Ponzi it. Ponzi scheme. Oh, yeah. It's all the same. So she... Do, 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 do. It says... 
Zoe Smith from Bedfordshire was due to travel to Dubai at Easter after Miss King was highly recommended by a friend. She was sent a booking reference, but when she went to check in with her airline, her details had disappeared. Ms. Smith said she was unable to contact Miss King, who discovered she had booked a flexible ticket, and the travel agent had booked the flexible ticket, cancelled it at the last minute, received the refund, and her customer couldn't travel because the agent had pocketed the travel the refund. How does she think they're not going to find out? <laughs> no idea. And I'm reading this from an article on BBC News written by... Somebody with a very British sounding name. Oh, let's see how British it is. How British is this name? I don't see the author's name anywhere. That's strange. Well, it's on BBC News. So it's just a list of people who had their vacations cancelled. For instance, there's a woman named Effie Janaris who had planned a honeymoon with her husband to the Maldives. And she paid only £5,000, which is about half of what one would anticipate for the vacation she had booked. And she was going to surprise her husband with the tickets, I believe, for his birthday or something like that. She went to print out the tickets and she realized there was no reservation. Then she contacted the hotel and there was also no reservation. So they said she probably ripped off about 32 different customers at at an average of 5,000 pounds. Oh, no, an average of 3,000 pounds per person. Damn. That they can't recoup because... As is fairly common in much of Europe, a lot of these people paid with their bank cards, not with their credit cards. So they don't have any grounds to contest the charges. You can't even have fraud claims on it. They've filed police reports, but bank charges, once the money's out of your hands, it's out of your hands. It doesn't have same the, quite the same process. So yeah, it's a, just a lot of customers suddenly going into their accounts and realizing, well... These tickets we booked are just non-existent. Or if they did exist, they ceased to exist because she canceled them and got the money back before they realized it. And then the agent, Haley King, just disappeared. As one does with their uh, pyramid scheme. Uh, Well, this isn't technically a pyramid scheme, but similar. Because she's not hiring other people and they're not hiring other people. But yeah, a lot. It's a pyramid because you're having the base people that funded the beginning people. and Well, that's It goes all the way to the top. Well, she's the only one on this pyramid. It's just her stealing money. (laughs) Well, yeah, but, you know, the people prior to her, them, now are, you know. Yeah, but congratulations to the people who came first and got their vacations. Sorry, they're now kind of scarred. You're the only ones that won. Yeah. Sorry that it's kind of marred by the fact that you know it was paid for by other people. Yeah, yikes. But man, your honeymoon, that, all of these blow, but your honeymoon, oh, that's a lot remember if it sounds too good to be true it might be yeah talk well, it out with somebody they might be able to shine some light that you couldn't see well now her business has ceased to exist she has disappeared and detectives from the metropolitan metropolitan police crime unit are searching for her but they just can't seem to find her because it's probably not actually her name maybe maybe not if it was her name it certainly isn't her name now yeah <laughs> it's really carmen san diego where in the world is Carmen San Diego. Gosh, we're how many minutes into this and I've already found reason to sing twice? Anyway, so this week's topic, which clearly we need to revisit, is how to find the right person to travel with and how to keep them or get rid of them. Bye. Bye. End of show. End of series. <laughs>
<laughs> and they never heard from us again because we've changed our names and are starting a new scheme with Haley King. Oh, I thought we were going to become Haley King. What makes you think we aren't? Shit. See, <laughs> identity crisis. <laughs> Who am I? So, if you are considering traveling and you don't already have a person that screams, that jumps out at you as being the person to travel with or people, then you might want, ugh, what was I going to say? Then you might be unsure of where to start to find the right person to travel with. So we have a list of things you should take into consideration before you glom onto someone and say, this is my travel buddy. Because while you probably have lots of friends, they aren't necessarily all people that you would want to spend a week or more with because Traveling is a very different context than any other context you might have a relationship in. And not every person that you like is going to be the right person to travel with. So one of the first things you want to look for is personality. You know that every person has some habit that you probably don't fully like, but that grading little habit is not going to go away just because you're traveling and the stress of travel might exacerbate that. So um consider that if they chew really loudly you're not going to like that more so when you're traveling than you know any other circumstance is that fully a reason to not travel with someone probably not but just kind of keep it in mind like the messy friend doesn't get less messy in a hotel room nope you stay messy but that's mm. part of your charm Ah. Yep. If uh, you're siblings and you don't always get along in normal situations being in siblings, maybe you shouldn't travel together because you're still siblings and you're still going to have your stupid sibling fights. Yeah. If your relationship but internationally. Oh, someone... <laughs> <Aww>, international. <laughs> they have a slight extra flair. Mm, more hand motions. Yeah. If your relationship is tenuous, maybe travel is not right for you as a pair, whether that's a friendship, a sibling relationship, a significant other relationship, just be careful. Put thought into it. I don't know if nah, it's not like a safety thing. It's just one of those like you need to put some thoughts into it. If you have different interests, if you are a museum kid and all they want to do is go out to the clubs, you might need to consider if that's going to be something where you can split the difference. Because maybe you are interested in being a little bit more social, but you still want to see your 16 museums on your list. You got to make sure that like when you're actually on this vacation, that your itineraries are going to be cohesive for everybody, I guess. Yeah, especially if one of you does want to go out to nightclubs and the other doesn't. That's really tricky because it can be a safety concern. So if one of you has the goal of going to nightclubs, then make sure the other person knows that that's what you want to do. Make sure your expectations are clear. Maybe compromise on that a little bit because some of you, you maybe don't do that every night because the one of you who doesn't want to do those things probably should go with you. But it's best not to annoy them too terribly by making them do something they don't want to do every single night. Also, that kind of goes with schedules. Mm -hmm. um, can people take off time when you can? Is someone an early bird versus you're a night owl? I mean, sometimes you can make it work, no problem. But if it's just too different of schedules, especially getting time off together, you know, if it's going to be too hard of a struggle or too much of a hardship on one person, maybe put it on the back burner for a later time where things work out better. Yeah, especially... There are people who can be flexible with their sleep schedules, but there are people who are very much set in what they have to do. Their body functions only by one schedule. And if you can't 
make that work between the two of you, that's going to suck. Like the person who comes in at 4 a.m. and the other person's waking up at 5, that's not going to be pleasant for either person. And you're already throwing off your sleep schedule by changing multiple time zones. Yeah. I mean, you and I don't exactly have the same exact sleep schedule, but we make it work. But there are definitely people for whom there is a routine that must be stuck to. I don't have a sleep schedule, so... (laughs) This is true. You're inherently flexible. I mean, sort of. It's very broken. (laughs) Your body functions with a broken schedule better than some. Just not as broken as it was the other day. That was too much. (laughs) That was too much. I'm like a real human today. Aw, you're a real girl. I was going to say boy, but that that's not how that no, works. No. Another factor to take into consideration is what your relationship is to this person. Are they a new significant other? Are they family? Are they a coworker? A friend that you've had for many years? Or maybe Ew. someone you just recently met? Hi, I'm Melinda. What's your name? Bob. Are you imaginary, Bob? Because it was suggested to me earlier. <laughs> Because all of those relationships function slightly differently and they have their own inherent stresses that come along with that. Like, I, it only takes a few minutes of watching The Amazing Race to realize that even the person you get along with best might test you a little bit when you're traveling. Granted, probably not to the extreme of The Amazing Race unless you are actually going on The Amazing Race. But I travel differently with you than I do with my sister and her family. I travel... I'm sure you travel much differently with me than you do with your sister or your boyfriend. All of those things function slightly differently and have their pros and cons. So just think about what those might be up front and And figure out. And remember, murder is murder is murder, no matter what your relationship was. (laughs) Oh, I have a tangent. I read the other day. It was a screen cap of a text between um, a husband and a wife or two parents at least. And it said... The guy said, hey, our kid wants to know if 10 is a lot. And the mom goes, "Uh, okay, what did you tell him? He said, well, it's relative. Like, how do you really answer that? Because like 10 crayons is not a lot, but 10 murders is a lot. (laughs) That means you're a serial killer at that point. (laughs) See, everything is relative. What were we talking about? (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Also, general flakiness. If they can't commit to going out to dinner, then they probably won't be able to commit to going on an international or a long journey with you. We touched on that previously. Kind of enter into things with the understanding people might flake because travel is a huge commitment in a lot of different ways. Financially, uh, in terms of getting time off, in terms of finding care for various animals, children, spouses, whatever. Houseplants. Houseplants. So... You know your friends and family. If you know that they kind of back out of things, just go into that knowing it might happen. And if you can't handle that, then maybe don't choose this person as your travel partner. Overall, though, just be realistic when you're putting thought into who you actually want to travel with and whether or not it's going to work out. That's like the main thing. Just real thought. And along with being realistic, there are once you've chosen your travel person whoever they may be, whatever their relationship to you may be, there are things you can do beforehand that will mitigate some of the problems you might have later. So for starters, if you have some in mind for a longer trip, let's just say two weeks as an example, before you commit to doing that trip, do something lower stakes with them. Maybe go on a road trip for a weekend or go camping and see if you can gel in a context that's different 
the from the one in which you ordinarily interact with that person. So if this is a friend from school or a coworker, put yourselves in a situation out of school or out of work or that sounds like I'm saying quit work, but do something that yeah. is not in that do environment that. and <laughs> test it out because maybe you get along great at work or at school or wherever, but then you find out, oh, outside of the office, I don't like this person. And you're going to want to know that before you find yourself on the other side of the world. Or I mean, you know, it might be a good idea or something. Um, also, <laughs> honestly, discuss with them what you want to get out of your trip. What are you wanting to see? What are your priorities? Um, ooh, if one if one wants to do a Tinder tip, ooh, <laughs> the other's uncomfortable <laughs> with that. Uh, you should probably talk about that. If someone says something jokingly, make sure that they're actually joking because that's how some people test the water. Uh, be honest. Tell Sarah that you want to see Teddy and only Teddy, and that's the only thing that'll make you happy. <laughs> She'll put on her big girl pants and go. In case you didn't hear the episode about that, Teddy was a wooden sculpture. Of amazingness, trolliness, Copenhagenness. <laughs> yeah, I actually know of two people who wanted to travel together, and one of them really did want to do Tinder dates every night. And the other one was... That's, like, so much effort. That's so much charm every single day. Like, no. Yeah. Well, and one of them was saying, hey, we should really book hotels. And the other one said, why? Because we need places to sleep. She goes, oh, I'll find it on Tinder. And these are things you want to know beforehand because that is a thing that exists. And you, if that's what you want, you got to be upfront about it and make sure everybody is on board. Okay, doing Tinder dates every night, that's one thing. But using Tinder dates to find a place to stay, that is a giant safety risk. And I don't like that for anybody. Don't do that. Be safe. I mean. Murder is still murder. (laughs) Murder is still murder. It just depends on the type of murder and which show you end up on later. (laughs) Well, just that is an extreme example, but it is an example of things you want to get out in the open beforehand. If one of you truly wants to meet guys or girls or whoever at a bar somewhere and have hookups on your trip, do your thing. But make sure that everybody knows and is on the same page before you start angling for that. And be safe. Make safe choices. Now I'm worried about you. I wasn't me. Be safe. No, just, you know, whoever is out there traveling. (laughs) I'm worried about you guys. Be safe. Yikes. Which I guess goes along with making sure that you're setting ground rules together so you know, like, only you are paying for the hotel room because the other person is not planning on staying in them on their Tinder trip. And setting ground rules kind of sounds, I don't know, it sounds like someone's being kind of the teacher to the other. Yeah, exactly. But it really is important. We haven't had to do that in a very long time, but I know before our first trip, we had discussions about, hey, just so we're clear, if one of us goes over the weight limit, nobody's carrying anybody else's stuff or... But Sarah, how will I fit my <laughs> pony? <laughs> you joke, but you brought a stuffed unicorn on our first trip together. That took like, not it's not even a pound and it was glorious and I'm sad <laughs> that Mystic has not gone on other adventures with us. You are more than welcome to bring Mystic with you, but you will be carrying her. See, examples of ground rule setting. I carried her the whole time. I know, it's just an example, but ground rules can be as small as, hey, we're going 50-50 on everything, to just so we're clear, I'm not comfortable with you bringing people back to our hotel room. Oh, yeah, by the way, Sarah. Now that you mentioned that, I'm not comfortable with that, so I'm going to need you to stop on the next trip. Ugh, it's fine. interrupting my Barbie dates. documentaries. <laughs> 
So God, that was such a good night. The Barbie documentary, not the strangers that Sarah brought over. Strangers? <laughs> what? How did we get to plural? I don't. I don't know. Oh, you. <laughs> you know me. You so and so. But yeah, these are all important things. It sounds silly, but it's better to be clear about things up front. Speak your mind and hopefully everybody can commit to them rather than later there being anger and hurt feelings when someone doesn't follow a rule that you haven't spoken out loud. But it's just, it's a good like pre-trip, pre-booking anything to kind of set some ground rules. So then you know if something's going to be a major deal breaker and you need to reconsider this trip or, or who you're traveling with. And even more so than ground rules, set your cost guide like make sure that everyone is on board in terms of you know we're going to travel economy we're going to stay in hotels between this price range we're going to not spend more than this much on food so that when you get there and one of you wants to eat at a michelin star restaurant and the other one says hey but can we go to 7-eleven like nobody is overtaxing themselves financially and nobody is upset that they're slumming it when they thought they'd be staying at five-star hotels. Travel goal, though, we should, like, plan and save for a trip where we do go to the fancy food and see if it's actually worth it. Deal. Maybe not next year, because I think next year's going to be expensive for me. But yes. No, no. Just at some point, we should find a location and pick, you know, the Michelin. Or, like, somewhere that's fancier. No, Michelin would be cool, just to say we've done it. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. See? Ground rules. Discussing what you want. And making expectations clear. And then I want you to pay for the dinner for both of us. Cool? Cool. Let's move on. Bobby said no. (laughs) Damn it, Bobby. I thought you were on my side. (laughs) I like that my imaginary friend that I just made up is now our mediator. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's that's fair and neutral ground, though. Well, initially, when we started this, he was your imaginary friend. It's not my fault that he likes me better. No, no. Bobby is all your creation. I like to think he looks like Bobby from Bobby's World. I keep... Thinking like Bobby Hill from King of the Hill, especially with Dang It Bobby. Let's merge the two together. It's Bobby Hill from King of the Hill, but he's riding Bobby from Bobby's World's Big Wheel, which kind of makes him seem like the kid from The Shining. Yes, I like this done. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) That kid's name was Danny. Yeah, I know, but Big Wheel, kid on a trike. Yeah, it's very Shining-like. I like it. I like it too could be worse someone please draw him for us that would be amazing and slightly creepy so i call dips on having it because i need something else on my wall sure yeah okay Uh, (laughs) back to topic while you're traveling be honest if something's starting to bother you try and address it from a kind standpoint so maybe give your time give yourself some time to cool off if it was really making you upset and then talk to it just be like hey you know what i really don't appreciate it when you offer up our hotel room to the little homeless kid down the road maybe talk to me if this is okay with me first too that is a weirdly specific example where did this come from (laughs) i don't know my brain it's gonna say homeless kitten but i'd probably be a little okay with that more so than a person yeah i'd be okay with that let's fill our hotel room with homeless kittens but like not the one so that you're like now i have to bleach everything (laughs) deal those need to go see a doctor first but yeah be honest things will crop up there's everyone has something that might be slightly annoying i mean except for me i clearly don't but i don't like it when you breathe (laughs) so loud (laughs) okay no please no (laughs) 
Now I feel like I'm going to get murdered. <laughs> I'm never oh, going on a cruise Shining, with you. But yeah, just be honest. People appreciate honesty and it's better to be honest before it comes to a head. So, I mean, don't be nitpicky, but be honest when something really is bothering you. Sarah can't and learn help when... that she breathes loudly. That's the only way she can get oxygen. <laughs> I am part Darth Vader. <laughs> I got my DNA results back and I'm 100% Darth, Darth Lord. Vader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of That's why I relate. <laughs> but hopefully, because you've set up your ground rules together, and the key is together, it's not one person dictating to the other, that you should have something in place for addressing these type of things. Thou shalt not pet random cats. Uh, thou oh, no, I shalt will. pet every random cat. Yeah. Thou shalt help each other in stealing a souvenir dog. <laughs> exactly. But so that deals with personal quirks and whatnot. The next thing on our list is compromising. You should be trading off on who decides what to see and make sure that you're drawing equally from each person's list of priorities. So we're not just seeing everything that I want to see. We're not just seeing everything you want to see. We're kind of taking from 50-50 from column A and column B. Yeah, but seeing everything that I want to see, that's going to be a pretty red list. Just saying. Moose just started snoring and he's whistling in his sleep. Oh, <laughs> sweet baby Moose. Can you hear that? Yes, I can. Oh, puppy. I'm going to need you to stop. Oh, he stopped. Dream over. Yeah, and sometimes you're compromising on what sites you want to see. Sometimes you're not going to eat at the place you want to eat. You just have to make sure that you're splitting things 50-50, that not every per- one person is not controlling everything. And seeing something you may not have picked right off the bat could be rather enjoyable for you. You might learn you like something a little, you know, out of your norm. Well, for instance, when we were in Stockholm, we were kind of going through lists and we weren't sure what to see. And I was like, uh, well, there's a gallery of mini alcohol bottles. You want to see that? And I think there was a moment of, eh? on your part but it turned out to be pretty entertaining because all when all you know it's mini bottles of alcohol it could be really cool or like really lame there's no gray area on that one i think fortunately for us it turned out to be really cool yeah super weird but cool i learned so much about mini bottles that day especially the fact that the brothels in vegas have their own mini bottles but they're not just mini bottles they're like really decorative mini flasks yeah it was it was interesting very strange but worth however much we paid i don't think it was too much so yeah you never know what you're gonna end up seeing and doing could be cool and if you come to a stalemate uh remember you can always split up and meet later depending on where you're at just make sure where wherever each other is going you know where that is and that they're gonna be okay there by themselves yep that would be a good time to set up your find my friend on your phone or find friends or whatever it's called and then say okay you want to see this i want to see that Let's meet up in two hours at this location. Yeah. Know where each other's going. Make a meeting point and a a time frame to meet there. Yeah, because sometimes there's just stuff that you're not interested in seeing. And maybe it's really cool and you're missing out. But if you have your heart on something else, then there's no rule that says you have to stay together 24-7. And this is also a great option if you find yourselves not getting along super well. Just say, hey, I need some time to cool down. I'm going to go over here. We'll meet back. And don't forget while you're doing these travels, rest and stay hydrated and make sure you're eating. 
mm-hmm. everything's a little bit easier to handle if you're well rested because you're not going to be so irritated with everything and if you're hydrated and you're like actually eating throughout the day mm-hmm. you know just it's simple and stupid but it makes a world of difference yeah because people joke oh i'm hangry but some people really get hangry <laughs> cough cough sarah cough uh no 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 you do not ha- know hanger until you have seen my niece when she's hungry it runs in the family then huh <laughs> oh hush what it- just saying but if you take care of yourself if you take care of your body you will be in a better mood than you would otherwise so keep up with those things and lastly is that the last one it is not the last one it, i did no, not continue to scroll I think we're like in the middle <laughs> uh when things are and especially lastly, the end and last at the end goodbye see you in a year end in of season year? one when things are especially challenging remember why you chose to travel with this person you probably like them out of this particular context and reminding yourself of that fact might help you power through it's like oh okay things aren't going well i'm not getting along with them but i also would like to be their friend when we get back so what do i have to do to placate things a little bit and that's not something that just one of the two people or however many people should do all parties involved should step back and take a breather and just remember oh even though she's really annoying me right now I like Melinda, and I would like to continue to be her friend. Not that that wow. ever happens when we travel together, but all the time. In this that's hypothetical, all I think about, and I go, I'm not handcuffed to her. It's okay. I'm not handcuffed to her. <laughs> no, oh, and- I should bring handcuffs. That sounds weird. I, I yes, it part. does. <laughs> Put the words back in my mouth. Uh, too late. Um, but no, travel is. It's temporary. It's a temporary moment. So maybe things are just too chaotic and that's why you're not getting along. So, you know, remember, all will be well. You'll go back to your normal lives and just try and remember why you were friends to begin with. Was it choice or force? (laughs) Force? How do your friendships work? Oh, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's court-ordered friendship. Oh, it was a butterfly. Okay. Uh... (laughs) Court order friendship just sounds like you're making friends in prison. Hey, friendships in prison last a lifetime, especially if you're in for life. Oh, okay. Uh, Now we're on the final one for while you're traveling. (laughs) So lastly, remember remember that- Remember, remember the 5th of November. Okay, guy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you can always come back. So if you've compromised on seeing something that you really wanted to see, I know that sucks, but time is finite You can only see so many things while you're traveling and you just kind of have to remind yourself, yes, I didn't get to see this site, but I can come back. Just because I've been here doesn't mean I can't come back someday. Yeah, there's no rule saying that just because you've gone to Italy once doesn't mean you can return. Well, unless you do something illegal, then you can't return. Yeah, stuff like that. (laughs) Um, So missing out on it now is not a forever status. You can come back and see things that you wish you had seen the last time iceland i'm coming back for you that sounds threatening no there's just there's so much to it i want to see more i really liked iceland i'll go back with you i didn't get to go with you last time get your driver's license we're gonna need it Ugh, fine let's pencil Learn this in for adult. 2020 no wait 2020 is next year let's pencil it in for 2030 oh, okay i was gonna say like 2040 <laughs> hey God, I'll learn you know, you're gonna before then. You're going to reach a certain point where they're just not going to give you one. They're like, nah, your vision and reactionary time's too bad. <laughs> By then, so... we'll have fully autonomous cars. It'll be no big deal. They're still not going to let you have one of those. They're like, nope, none for this girl. 
<laughs> you can you can always come back. It's it's not like all dogs go to heaven where you can never go back, Charlie. You can. Ooh, new tangent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so someone was talking to me recently about um, all dogs go to heaven, and I realized that my dog looks like the child of Charlie and the Whippet Angel. I can't remember what her name is. I can't either, but I know who you're talking about. Because he's mm. got the colors, he's kind of blockheaded, but he's like skinny like a Whippet. So I've decided he's their child. The little love love child? Of two dead dogs. Huh. I mean, that's huh. weird when you put it in that context, but he does look like them. Anyway. Well, Charlie came back to life, so it's okay. Charlie, you can never come back. I like that movie. But yeah. Anyway, so you've gone on your trip with this person. Maybe it worked out well. Maybe it didn't go so hot. What do you do afterwards? You never call them and talk to them ever again. You just fully ghost them. Um, As someone that's happened to with someone you traveled with, don't do that. I mean, you should probably never ghost anybody because that's just rude. Yeah, but especially so in my situation. But that's a whole other story. Anyway. New tangent. <laughs> New tangent. Um, yeah. After you travel, do kind of a postmortem on your trip. What went well? What didn't? Can you see a way to make it work out better next time? Or do you need to reconsider traveling with them again? Or maybe be choosier of the locations that you choose to go to. Maybe this style of traveling is good for like what you want to do at this place, but you want to travel a little bit differently when you go to this place. And maybe you realize, okay, this person has entirely different travel goals than I do. It would be great to travel with them to like a beachier location, but maybe they aren't the ideal person for, I don't know, museums or whatnot or mountains. Make sure that I guess realize that the perfect travel partner for a specific location is not the perfect travel partner for all locations. And that's okay. Yep. That's totally fine. And just because someone isn't your ideal travel partner doesn't mean that your relationship is now over. It just means that pick somebody else next time and you kind of all have to be okay with that. Yeah. So maybe you're not good for museums, but hey, maybe you're a blast for amusement parks. Build build a vacation around the strong suits that you both share versus trying hard to make everything fit yeah use the mold that's given to you Mm -hmm. and use your brain yeah exactly and we all have plenty of friends that we really like but aren't necessarily cut out for being a travel partner and that's okay that's fine not everyone is cut out for everything maybe they're more of a day trip or a weekend trip buddy versus a long haul maybe they shouldn't travel at all just after your trip be realistic about how well it went and then make decisions for your next trip based on that, which I think wraps us up for this week. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to add? Putting in a lot of maybe hard, honest thought into who you want to travel with. And it might suck, you know, trying to figure this out or like realizing that you're not meant to travel together, but it's it's important. You don't want to go on trips and just be miserable the whole time. No, considering how much money you have to put into a trip even if you're super super tight on your budget nobody wants to spend money to be miserable yeah so be honest with yourselves and that's not necessarily looking at the other person and critiquing them that's also reflecting back on yourself what can you be doing better and if you think you can fix those things and make it work go for it if you can't be honest with each other Yep, very well said. Honesty is the best policy. With that in mind, I don't think we should travel together anymore. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> God, what if I really said that in the middle of the podcast?
Uh, I would be upset like, just because you're doing it in the middle of the podcast and you're not actually having a conversation with just me. Also, I'm going to need you to edit this episode. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Wow. That, oh, that would be next level shitty. Wow. <laughs> and all of a no. sudden it became a solo podcast. Just each of us. No, no, no. It would split into two podcasts, but each of us would be talking with Bobby. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> love how long that took you to process no i was just waiting for you to like big big dig a bigger hole on that one and your weird idea i mean weird sure but funny yeah practical nope oh man we need an imaginary friends podcast it's just one person talking and you don't know how many other people are there let's do it (laughs) let's do it um tip of the week (laughs) That's all on you. My tip of the week is make sure that when somebody has an imaginary friend well into their adult years, that everybody can get along on your travels. Wait, what? Make sure everybody gets along with the imaginary friend on the travels. Oh, 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 I see. Yes, that is very important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have a real tip of the week. <laughs> I tried. I was looking, but I was just finding a whole bunch of dumb stuff. I should have saved my tip for, like, find someone that you can easily fight with for this week. More applicable. Well, you can reiterate it. Put some thought move on and you can always go back and when worse comes to worse give yourselves 10 seconds to breathe before diving into an argument and then set it on fire what the argument yeah sure or you know bobby the imaginary friend i was gonna say bobby's been giving you some horrible ideas apparently you should stop (laughs) listening to him he's been giving you bad ideas too the imaginary friend podcast (laughs) yeah but yeah um is that it for this week I think that's it for this week. Join us next week for more travely delightfulness. And coming up soon, we will have a very spooktacular Halloween-y episode. So stay tuned for that. You should probably hit the subscribe button. Oh, yeah. Now. Hit it now. Right now. Subscribe. Bobby would like it if you subscribe to us. He said something about fire. I would really not make him unhappy right now. Oh my gosh. So subscribe. Did you piss off another doll? Bobby's not a doll. He's a cartoon character. Yeah, but there was Robert. It's different. Did you piss off Robert? Did you not write that apology letter yet? No. Is that why my dog keeps pooping? Yeah, maybe. You should apologize (laughs) to Moose and Robert and your American Girl doll. God, Robert, Moose has never done anything to you. He doesn't know you exist. Anyways, join us next week. Maybe Sarah will be less haunted by dolls. Nah, not likely. Yeah, not likely at all, but yeah. Come back next week and uh, P.S. What's up, most of Australia? We see you. Yeah. How rad is that? Check out those Australia downloads. Yeah. That has been super fun to watch. Our download map keeps pinging all over the place in Australia. We dig it. We like it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your neighbor's dog. And their imaginary friends. But don't forget, it's an adventure. So find your travel buddy and see the world. Preferably a real one, non-imaginary. Do not judge me. (laughs) Too late. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at C to Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at S-A-R underscore S, and Melinda is on both as at Hooligan Monster. 
If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email, which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!